this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Lorna is MIA. Caputo finally comes to a truth about his whole Me Too movement situation, and Red gets a very sad diagnosis. You're watching Orange is the New Black After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. We're back. Hey, we're hey. Back, we're back. We're back. It's been so long. So sorry, guys. But we're here now. But we're here now. <laughs> We've got so much to get into. This is episode 10 of season 7, the final season of Orange is the New Black. So sad. It's called the 13th. We have so much to get into. Yeah. Lorna was gone. She Out of her mind. They found her in a chicken coop. Thank gone goodness. Gone physically and mentally. Yes, and mentally. <laughs> yes. Um, Red, they finally diagnosed yeah. Red with dementia. I gotta say, I told you so. Yeah, it I was told you so. Long time coming, but yeah. actually hearing it was pretty sad. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's just so much to get into today. Mm-hmm. So we have that, but I have to tell you guys who I am. I am Brianna Cheyenne, your host, and I'm here with Miss. Hey, hey, I'm Leslie, and um, <laughs> and I'm just excited to talk Orange is the New Black. Yes. Okay, so let's just jump right into right, it. Episode 10. Yes, episode 10. Uh, so... Lorna was missing for a minute. Yeah. And then they found her in the chicken coop just hold held up there. Yeah. Just, you know, looking just really sad. Yeah. So this episode picks up kind of immediately where the last one, yeah. um, you know. Where um, they left off. Left off. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she was kind of running. We didn't really know where she was going. Did you think she was going to escape? I was kind of thinking she was. I but in so my too. head. But I was like, but how? Like, it, it, I mean, obviously that would have been that easy. And so yeah. it kind of made sense. Like, well, there's not really that many places she can go outside. Mm-hmm. But the chicken coop. So it, it does make sense. Um, but it's kind of crazy because it's like she's gone she really has gone cuckoo yeah and she's in the chicken coop it's just there's so much that's fun so that you can have there um <laughs> she flew the coop she did that's Literally. i was like there's an analogy yeah, there's a joke she, there that, that i couldn't land mm-hmm. um and uh you know the whole but the whole prison had to go on lockdown because of this yeah i do want to touch real quick because when they found her 
that she had a chicken under her jacket and they didn't know that it was a chicken. Yeah. And immediately they thought she was armed and I think it was Dixon mm-hmm. who shot her in the back with a taser. Yeah. And she fell to the ground and Ward was there and she said that was completely unnecessary. Yeah. And it's it's crazy to me because I don't know it just gave me a vision of everything that's been going on lately in mm-hmm. society with the hands up, don't shoot, and you're yeah. just shooting because you assume somebody is armed. Yeah. But what could Lorna be armed with in I a know. chicken coop? There, I mean, there's so many different ways you can see it. It's like, well, you know, obviously prisoners aren't supposed to have any weapons, so mm-hmm. realistically, you're right. What was she going to come at them with? But at the same time, you know, they do know that sometimes they do smuggle in things. Yes. And they have, they might have weapons at their disposal um, that they could attack with. But I do feel like it's this just recurring theme of, like, officers or, you know, um, correctional officers mm-hmm. or wh- whoever in a uniform. It's like this attack, shoot first, take first, ask questions later. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, you should be trained enough or, you know... To assess the situation. Exactly. You should have a handle of the situation more than Mm -hmm. the person that you're trying to disarm or stop. It's almost like they're scared and... I think he came at it from a place of fear, but then it's just like, well, then you really shouldn't be. You're in the wrong profession. And then same with like in society too, like Mm -hmm. some police officers, like, well, if you're really not in the position to like handle this, Mm -hmm. if your immediate reaction is I have to protect myself, then are you really serving the greater purpose? Mm -hmm. I'm glad he tased her though, and like not shot her. Well, that's only because they don't have guns. uh, I'm sure if they had guns, he probably would have shot her. Yeah. Um, but it was also chilling to see how Hellman's reaction was, it's okay, bro, don't worry about it. And it's crazy because I know for a fact there are police officers out there that have watched that same thing happen. Mm-hmm. And they, the first thing they do is comfort the officer. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Officer that shot someone unarmed and say, it's okay, they did something that deserved that reaction. As opposed to the person that was injured. Exactly. Or or show any remorse. Yeah. So that was that was pretty sad to see. I didn't realize what Lorna was doing mm-hmm. with the chicken under her shirt. Um, it took me a while <laughs> later, and I was like, "Oh wait, she was trying to breastfeed the chicken because she's oh my thinking gosh. that it's her baby because she's crazy." Um, it took me a while mm-hmm. before I was like, "Wait, what was she doing with yeah. that chicken?" So eventually, she kind of gets her mind yeah. as right as possible in that short amount of time, and Nikki finds her. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't know that Lorna was missing for a while. They didn't realize it. And then Nikki goes to Lorna to comfort her. And Lorna finally tells her a half-truth. Yeah. It was basically a lie. Because she made it... What she did say is that Vinny wants a divorce. But she said that Vinny's taking the baby. Mm -hmm. And in Nikki's mind, she's thinking, oh my gosh... 
how could he do this? Yeah. So he has so much sympathy for Lorna. And I'm just sitting like, dang, Lorna is dangerous. Yeah, she is. She's the worst kind of scary because it's like she believes all of her lies. Yes. But this was a really hard episode for Nikki because I feel yeah. like she started to guilt trip herself so much for not being there for her friends. She's mm-hmm. like, I didn't realize the craziness things that was happening with Lorna. And then Red, this was a major episode for her. Yeah. Um, and Nikki realizing how severe her situation is. Yeah. Um, I felt bad. It's like, I feel like she blamed herself for not being able to foresee or catch some of the stuff Absolutely. early on. But I feel like that's not, that's not really anything someone can detect, mm-hmm. you know, so soon or really know exactly what the scope of a situation is. Yeah, the situation with Red, well, before we jump into the situation with Red, I do want to say, because you mentioned Shawnee also, mm-hmm. and I think Nikki really, really, really likes Shawnee. Yeah. Because she's trying to help her get past this whole situation she has with her private areas and and getting past such a huge physical boundary is really big of Nikki. Yeah. I think the old Nikki probably would have looked at it like, ooh, this is a challenge. But she really cares for her and genuinely wants yeah. her to enjoy her time with her. Which is why it's so sad that, like, Nikki is not, from this episode, made it seem like she's not really going to try to, she's going to put that on hold, that mm-hmm. relationship, so she can take care of her friends. But, yeah. like, this is the first time, I think, that Nikki is, we're seeing Nikki in a relationship that's kind of healthy. In a way. And giving and very selfless. Like, you know, all of Nikki's relationships have been about <clears throat> sex mm-hmm. or about, you know, fulfilling some sort of immediate gratification. Yeah. Um, with with um, Lorna, that really was like, I mean, they had a friendship, but there was no, like, actual depth a, there because yeah. Lorna is not a lesbian. Um, but with this relationship, you see, like, there, there's attraction, but there's also friendship and respect and, mm-hmm. like, a real dedication to trying to make the other other person feel, you know, loved yes. and secure. And that was really nice to see Nikki in that situation. And and I like and I like her with Shari and I feel like they're Shawnee. Shawnee, mm-hmm. yeah. Um I like that we got to see that and I was kinda of bummed that like I was like, oh man, she's gonna take a step back now. Definitely. And that sucks because Shawnee is on the clock because this episode yeah. she got the notice, the final notice. Mm-hmm. And I know that Nikki's feeling guilty now about not being there for her yeah. friends, but I can't imagine her taking a step back from Shawnee and then just missing the opportunity and Shawnee is just gone. Yeah. I think that's going that's going to shock Nikki to her core. Yeah. And she's really gonna feel like she failed. Yeah, I agree. But at least she doesn't have to feel like she failed with Red mm-hmm. because after Red cut her hand in the kitchen, she sent her to the doctor and of course Red being Red, she's like, No, it's a cut, it's nothing. But yeah. Nikki knows that it's deeper than just a cut. She's taking the opportunity to get help for the mental issues. Well this was sort of her chance because she's been wanting Red to like yeah. find out and mm-hmm. Red's just like no I'm not going to go see a doctor but this is kind of like well we have to go see a doctor to fix your hand but then also let's bring up all these other symptoms you have. Yeah absolutely so of course Red had a problem with this. She's in denial so mm-hmm. she's angry at Nikki. She's a traitor all this yeah. other stuff but at the end of the day when the doctor says Red wants someone that she can trust. It was Nikki. Yeah. And she came in and I'm I'm really glad that Nikki's not the type of person that holds on to angry feelings that She's someone not. might feel yeah. towards her and she was there for Red in that moment. Yeah, and I feel like Red I don't I don't remember what the exact words were, but like she probably knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. She wanted to deny it 
to herself as long as possible. Sort of, you know, kind of how Lorna is. They don't want to accept the reality. Um, and But at some point, you're sitting in the doctor's chair, you're getting it. It's like, well, this is happening. Yeah, exactly. Um, so before we move on to our next topic, do you have a special message for our lovely viewers and how much we love them and listening <laughs> and watching After Buzz? Um, well, you know, obviously here at After Buzz, we do a lot of different shows and a lot of content. And so definitely want to encourage all the viewers out there to check out um, all of the shows. There's pretty much every single show you can think of available on the platform. So um, check out everything and obviously continue to try to check out the Orange is the New Black episodes. Yes, and thank you for making After Buzz TV the ESPN of TV talk. Yes. Yes, make sure you like us, subscribe if you're listening on YouTube, and comment. Make sure you give us a thumbs up and give us five-star ratings on iTunes. So, thanks everybody for watching. Cuckoo. Yes, yes, yes. So, our next topic that I really just... Uh, I'm just <laughs> going to get past it. I'm so, so tired of them. Alex and Piper. Yeah. So, let's start with Piper. This episode was a, a, an interesting one for them. We got mm-hmm. to learn a lot about Alex and a little bit of her backstory, but then also yeah. sort of assess... Piper's current situation and her friend Zelda who really pushes her to just be like hey you need to make amends with your ex and your ex's friend. What did you think what did you think about Zelda going on the I I guess making a double date out of the trip with Larry and Polly. I thought the whole thing was so weird. Mm -hmm. I thought it was weird how much she pushed it in the first place. Like, oh, you know, I'm here with my friend. And then all of a sudden, she casually mentions, yes, I have an ex. And there was, like, this bad situation. Let me just grab your phone and make you call him right now. Yeah. It was so weird. I was like, who does that? I thought that was really pushy. It was so pushy. And then, she, of course, she comes on the date. Which, I mean, if anything, that was less weird. But it's like, you know... I would, I mean, and Piper's kind of, like, she kind of folds really fast. She was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, you know, her ex did, like, end up leaving with her friend. I mean, <laughs> if she's not trying to talk in that situation, I would get Piper's side. But then, you know, on the phone call, it was almost like her friend, um, I forget her name, what's her name? Which? Um, Larry's new wife. Polly. Polly, yes, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, like, she was almost the one that was more upset or not trying to speak to Piper. And it's like, I feel like they're more in it the was wrong. So, yeah, I didn't get why Polly felt some type of way towards That's Piper. exactly. So, um, but the dinner was kind of entertaining, I guess. I think Piper likes the fact that uh, Zelda is pushy. Because mm-hmm. if she didn't, she wouldn't give her as much attention and hang out with her so much. Yeah. And I think part of Zelda reminds her of Alex in a way of she gets her to step up. She gets her to step outside of her comfort zone. That's a good point. So I kind of get the vibe there. But now Zelda's feelings for Alex are becoming a little bit more than friends. For Piper? For, yeah. for Piper. Yeah, sorry, for Piper. And at first, I didn't think that it was possible because yeah. she ended up inviting her to a gala. Yeah. But deep down, she knows she wanted to invite her upstairs and have this romantic mm-hmm. night. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't expect that of Zelda. I feel like I could tell that Zelda was going to like her right away and yeah. Piper... I mean, she likes Zelda because it's like, oh, well, obviously, you know, they, they connect, they get along, and she's attractive. But I think also... 
Piper's life was pretty pathetic. <laughs> you know? Yes. And I, Zelda's life is exciting and glamorous mm-hmm. and what she wants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's in her office building and she's like, oh my gosh, this place is amazing. You yeah. know, Piper barely was able to get a job at like, you know, um, that little restaurant that she was working at Mm -hmm. um, and now with her dad in this little office where she makes copies all day and so I feel like Zelda gives her what she wants and I think even though right now she's still holding on to the idea of her and Alex, Alex is just a reminder to her of the life that she's trying to run away from or I know she's trying to accept it now but really she's not about that anymore Mm -hmm. or who who would want to hold on to that forever so I feel like Zelda just represents like probably what she aspires to go towards I I see that, um, but I don't think that she's going to allow herself to fully go towards that because of Alex. Okay. There's just something about her relationship with Alex. I think Piper loves chaos because she just stays with Alex, and there, chaos follows Alex. Yeah, but I also think that Piper kind of always goes for what's shiny, too. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, she went with Alex while she was with Larry. Larry was, like, the safe choice, and Alex yeah. was the exciting new one, because she was in the so her surroundings. She was in prison, so she was going to be near Alex, but now she's not. So I feel like now Alex is, like, the old choice, and I feel like I mean, if anything, you know, when Alex told her, hey, you know, I think you should try to go have sex with strangers and mm-hmm. get it out of your system, I let you. Piper kind of took her all on the offer pretty quickly. No, she didn't. I feel like she no, did. Piper fought it. Piper said, no, I don't want to do like this. she fake fought it. She no. kind of like, she gave up enough of a fight so she didn't look that bad. But I mean, it was like a, within a week, she's like hooking up with a guy and a girl. And I mean, a lot of people might have just not taken that offer at all. I you mean, know? no, I disagree. I think Piper fought it, and I think it was the people around her that made her say, you know what, let me just let me just try it. And mm-hmm. then she tried it, and she realized that she didn't like it. She didn't want to be with a man. She did. She was She was with a man. She didn't like it. She was with a woman. She didn't like it, because she knew deep down it wasn't that physical attraction she needed from someone. It was just a connection. And that connection she had with Alex, that's what she needed on the outside. So I don't, I don't, I don't think she... I, don't, I disagree. I feel like... I- I, I don't know. I think Piper is selfish, and I think she tries she to is. pretend like she's more conflicted than she actually is. Oh, and no. and the reason also is because, like, so quickly when she figured out that she didn't like hooking up with strangers, she was like, I don't want to do this anymore, Alex. And I almost feel like I didn't like that she didn't even offer that same opportunity to Alex. Like, I mean, Alex is struggling, too, and, like, going through loneliness. Is she was so... She still accepted this offer that her wife gave her, but she, but she didn't reciprocate. But and she I, doesn't need to offer it to Alex if, as Alex's idea. And Alex told her that she's not going to. I think she should have. I think. I think you know she's only seeing her own problems and her own you know lack of what or her own loneliness. And I, I think it's selfish for her not to see that. Alex also needed that. And that's why, like, you know, even with Alex and McCullough, like, she she's also longing for another person. She's just not verbalizing it the way Piper is. And I think Piper isn't able to see... I don't think Piper's able to see what Alex is going through. I think she just listens to her words, but doesn't... She's too caught up in herself to really see what's going on. Mm, we're just going to agree to we disagree. Because <laughs> I see a whole other situation. But moving on to Alex and McCullough. Yeah. So we got a better look into Alex's past relationship with Sylvie. Yeah. Sylvie was the woman before Piper. Mm-hmm. And she was, at first she was an alcoholic. Then she got cleaned yep. up. 
and she started living her best life. She got some friends mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and Alex started to feel like she wasn't really welcomed in their circle because yeah. they didn't have shared the same interests. I think Alex in that way is selfish because she wants to have this superhero role and then once her victim is okay and mm-hmm. safe, she doesn't want anybody else to interfere with her victim. Like She wants to be the one, the only one to save that person every single time and she can't handle when Sylvie is independent now and that's why she went and she found a new person to yeah. save which was Piper. Poor confused Piper. So, what did? How did you feel getting a better look into Alex's, I guess, love of also chaos? Yeah. Well, I I think that's an interesting point. I don't really see Alex as someone who needs to save someone. I actually didn't think her backstory was very strong, and I didn't. I almost don't think it was necessary. Like I was kind of like, okay, they're trying to tell us a little bit about where Alex was before she met Piper, but I was kind. I thought it was kind of boring, and I was. I don't think it offered that much into Alex's personality. I feel like it was just like a relationship that she was in that wasn't very. It, it didn't seem like there was much going on because I was like, oh, okay, I get she tried to help her friend or her girlfriend, but now she doesn't want to hang out with her friends. It was just, I don't know. I feel like the show has done stronger backstories before. I almost felt like this one was unnecessary. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think it. I landed where I was supposed to with Alex. That's why, like, at the end, when she meets Piper, I was like, oh, okay. I kind of get the point of the story now. It's. I think it was meant to just show where she was before she met Piper. Like, she was kind of, like, over it, her last relationship, ready to move on. I don't, but I don't, I don't think it was meant to show that, like, she always has to save someone because I think Alex's personality has always shown that she kind of, like, will stay away from drama. Or if someone is, if there's a situation that looks like it might be trouble, she tries to find a way to avoid it and kind of be on her own. And sometimes the situations just present themselves to her and pull her in. But I don't think she's someone who seeks chaos. Um, I, Disagree. I mean, it's okay. I think because in the episode, I think that backstory was absolutely necessary because Mm -hmm. it gives you a better understanding as to why she gives McCullough this attention, this emotional connection that she's fiending for, and she allows McCullough to think that it's it can be something more than what it is, Mm -hmm. and she leads McCullough on. Yeah. And so I feel like, because I personally am wondering, well, what is it about McCullough besides this whole business exchange? Why do you continuously flirt with her and kiss on her and confide in her about Piper? And after seeing her backstory, I say, oh, okay, I get it. You have this situation where you always feel like you gravitate more towards people that need help Mm -hmm. because McCullough was vulnerable with her and she told her I need this job I I I can't get fired I don't have money like that I'm not financially stable Mm -hmm. she's emotionally lost she's never been with a woman before this is her first relationship with a woman that we know of and I think Alex sees all of that in her and says, ooh, another project. I'll pick this one up because now Piper is doing better and yeah. she's more independent. And also in the scene when Sylvie caught Piper and Alex together and she kicked Piper out, Sylvie even said, you have a problem. Like You always feel like you need to go out and get the next basket case. I can't mm-hmm. remember the exact verbiage, but... Basically, she was saying, you always feel like you have to get the next basket case. You see me doing well. I don't 
need you as much as I need before. Yeah. And now you're cheating on me with some random girl because you're threatened by my independence. So I think that scene right there put the nail in the coffin and when it comes on to putting a label on Alex having this yeah. superhero tendency. Yeah. I mean I can I can see that. I just I didn't I didn't buy it just because I don't think that's been the Alex we've seen. Um, but I mean, I get why it kind of because we've seen prison Alex. We didn't see outside no, Alex. No, but we have seen her. Like we've seen some of her other flashbacks. I just I don't feel like that one is enough to make me think differently of who she is. And and the situation with McCullough, I feel like it's just because she doesn't have anyone else. I actually don't really know if she's that attracted to her. I feel like she just doesn't have anyone else in this situation. I think she senses that she is losing Alex, uh, not Alex, Piper. And she's just sort of acting out. But, I mean, you know, what do you guys think? Like, you know, out there, if what do you think about Alex and Piper's relationship? And are they both women who seek chaos or seek some sort of purpose or mission, whether it be to, you know, save someone or, um, you know, find the next exciting thing, you know, share yeah. in your comments because yeah, I mean, there's sure so many comment. different ways to interpret like yeah, make com- someone's motivation. Make sure you guys comment and we'll review it and discuss it again yeah. on the next episode. So someone that hasn't changed is Aleda. <laughs> She's yeah. back in jail yeah. with Daya. Being crazy. And being Alayda. And they have this <sighs> drug war going on. I just don't get why she can't stop. She is a pit bull 24 7. She's a hustler. She doesn't know any any better. But, like, <laughs> That's the whole time I was like, oh, you don't know that your daughter is, like, at the point where she would just kill you. She would just put a hit on she her own mother. She won't. I feel like she would. She won't. Uh, Daya would never. I think Daya, Daya dislikes Aleda mm-hmm. to the point where she'll disrespect her to yeah. a certain extent. But she would never do anything to harm her to in that way because that's still her family. I feel like I used to think that, but seeing Daya being able to do what she did to Daddy, I just, I think but she did. didn't do it to Daddy on purpose. I, I feel like she knew the risks and still took them, and I think that's what she would do with her mom as well. Like, But there's a difference between doing something to someone by accident and knowing the risk and gambling mm-hmm. versus like literally putting a so hit on someone. do you think someone. she would do it at least on accident, like, try to scare her, but then it got too far and she ends up killed? I could see that happening. Okay. I could see her doing something a little too far, and then it gets further to where Mm -hmm. she loses control. Yeah. But I think the situation with Daddy taught her a little lesson, Uh and I think that's not sobered her up, but she might think a little bit more clear before she takes drastic actions. So instead of doing something physically, she's like, you know what? I'm going to mess with your money. Yeah. And that's where we're at at this point. Yeah. So she finessed Loose Check. I don't even know why. Why is Loose Check teaching the GED class? Well, because, um, no, I I know why, but why? Like, why? Loose Check. Of all the guards, there are a lot of guards there that I'd see just walking around or just standing in one place blinking and then that's it. But (laughs) Loose Check, Because Loose Check, you know, just because. But that whole scene was so funny. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, we need you to do something. It's going to be pretty easy. And then he's just like, nah. 
I'll just put it up my butt. And then they're like, well, okay, well, then it's going to be pills. And then I'm just like, why would you volunteer to make it more complicated for Look, yourself? He knows. He was doing it back in Litchfield. So he knows. He, but I'm he saying, knows. like, their initial offer was just like little slits <laughs> inside a book. I mean, I would have taken that offer. But, but no, because he knows that it's going to look suspicious. Like he said, if I'm bringing books into the into here, like, nobody's going to believe that I'm reading. I'm well, for the GED class, I feel like the warden would buy it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would be shocked if I saw Loose Jack taking something serious like a GED class and voluntarily bringing in books. But who knows? Up the butt definitely got the job done because yeah. he get, brings in the drugs. Yeah. And then I the mean, war if he's begins. fine with it, then cool. Yeah, that's not my butt. That's good for Daya, I guess. <laughs> Bad for later. Great for Daya. Um, so we also see that Tacey took on the tutor position mm-hmm. for a lot of the students, including... Kentucky, mm-hmm. and she, I'm glad to see that she found an outlet. Yeah, because um, Tasty has been in a very, 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 very dark place. And this was a nice, tasty. Move it was nice in this season. But do you think it will last? Do you think she still has suicide attempts on her brain? I think it will last. I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. I'm. I feel like Tasty has been such a pivotal story of this series. Mm-hmm. I don't I refuse to believe she's not going to have a happy ending, you know, yeah. at the at the end of this season. So, I'm I feel like maybe she might still wrestle with the feelings, um but I I'm going to believe that like she's going to start going towards a more positive path because she really does have so much to offer. Like mm-hmm. she is a light and she really can help lift other people's up, other people's spirits up when she when she herself isn't down like she really is like she's very giving and like mm-hmm. intelligent and mm-hmm. so um yeah i want to see more of it yeah well fingers crossed for that because <laughs> i i have high hopes for tasty i'm not giving up on you i gave up we've, on daya <laughs> but we've not seen, giving up on we've you we've seen enough tasty heartache like come <laughs> yeah, on guys seriously let's get her a win please so we have the restorative justice class uh-huh. still going strong, and a lot of people are taking great things out of the the, the program. Yeah. And I'm really happy, even though Maria is kind of weirding me out with how nice <laughs> she's being. Positive change mm-hmm. is better than stagnant nastiness. She is such a weird character because sometimes I just feel like she's faking. I know. I'm like, I feel like she fakes sometimes too. But then it's like she's keeping up with it. So like, oh mm-hmm. no, she's actually you care. But it's like. I, I, she's weird. Maybe yeah. it's just like that's just her personality. But mm-hmm. I, I, I always feel like I don't buy what she's saying. Yeah. So we saw that Maria and Dixon had their moment. Yeah. Dixon went off. Like I didn't think, but he is a very emotional yeah. character. So I'm not too surprised. But I liked that he stepped in and he said, "You owe me an apology. Like where's my justice? Yeah. Where's my moment?" And you see that. Like you said, I mentioned before we mm-hmm. got on, there is a sen- some type of PTSD yeah. going on still. We and saw that with the lockdown, and then we see that. And I like that they did that because they, I mean, they showed the guards kind of acting weird after the lockdown. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are they tripping? You know, mm-hmm. you saw McCullough like tripping. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, they, uh, the guards, you know, we have history here a few yeah. seasons back. Hello. Which in within the scope of the show, has it been like within the year? I don't know. Um, but they went through something that was really hard and traumatizing at the hands of the inmates. Mm-hmm. And 
they still have to work with them and they still have to be an authority figure, but probably internally they don't feel that. And then that's why, like, even you know, in the beginning of the episode with Lorna and like him tasing him, it's like, okay, well, they do live in fear. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel, and, and we have seen that the, um, that the prison company, you know, really doesn't care about really preparing oh, their no. guards or giving them any sort of training or personality, emotional assessment. And so mm-hmm. you have them just trying to cope on their own. But that was a really, I, I really liked that moment. I like that yeah. they, he was able to be like, hey, you know what? You've harmed me. It might have been something that she doesn't think about, that she doesn't mm-hmm. realize, oh, hey, I had a lasting impact on this really big guy. I'm sure she doesn't think about yeah. it at all. But that's why this moment is so great because things that you, that are just out your mind that don't matter to you, it gives you the opportunity to really reflect mm-hmm. and become more self-aware. So I I'm happy that Dixon got because poor Dixon says he can't use a porta potty anymore because of what and I was happened. like, wait, I was like, oh yeah, they trapped him in the porta potty. I think it flipped. Yes, yes, it flipped. <laughs> so. Poor guy, he's so big. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So Marie and Dixon had their moment. They hugged all mm-hmm. that stuff, but then we saw Caputo. He yeah. got involved with a, I guess, a role playing situ- mm-hmm. scenario with one of the other inmates. Yeah. And it was involving one inmate who was basically a pimp on the outside talking to one of her worker, working girls. Mm -hmm. And he was, he felt like the victim. Yeah. And was expressing himself to her. And she wasn't receptive of it at all. She wasn't taking responsibility. She was just like saying, you know this is your job. This is what you came here to do. Why am I going to apologize to you for whatever happened to you out on the street? So I want to know, what do you think was going through Caputo's mind during those moments? Like, did you think that he was really registering his own situation with the Me Too movement? I don't think initially. Mm -hmm. And then just like with you know, he's a good guy. I do think he's a good guy, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean he isn't misguided. That doesn't mean some of his past behavior hasn't been questionable, if mm-hmm. not just wrong. Um, and, you know, it's so... I think him even doing this restorative justice class, like, you know, you see, like, oh, all of these women are here. All of them have crimes and so forth, and here they're paying for them. But, like, you know, it kind of... It's slowly gotten him to realize, oh, let me look at my past actions and mm-hmm. what I have done. And, mm-hmm. you know, in any other scenario, maybe something I did landed me in jail, you know, like sexual harassment or, you know, the, in, the um, an unlawful firing may, might not la- get you in jail now. But it's mm-hmm. like, it, you know, there's there are repercussions. There eventually. are repercussions. And so I feel like, again, like in the initial stage, he doesn't see that as himself because he doesn't think of himself maybe at least initially, in the same group as some of these women who need redemption. But mm-hmm. now I think he's slowly starting to realize, hey, you know. Mm-hmm. So you think it's genuine. Yeah, but I think yeah. it's just, it takes a while definitely. for him to get there. I agree with that. It does. It definitely yeah. does take a while. But I do want to say kudos to Caputo for taking the time to really genuinely regret what happened. Because yeah. a lot of times in real life you see men say they're sorry for stuff like this but they might do it for the cameras or just how it seems in public and they're scared versus Caputo who really feels bad as a person for what he did and now he has this moment of clarity. Which is why he finally is like you know what I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell the truth and step down because and that's why I think it is genuine but like he was resistant and like when the whole 
Me Too, you know, comment came out against him, I don't think that was the first thing on his head, him thinking, oh, I have to immediately step down and do all this stuff. Like, that was the last thing he yeah, was Yeah, because he thought of. he was going to fight it. Yeah, or he's like, let me reason with her and have mm-hmm. her, let me mansplain why she's wrong. And yeah. he went through all of these steps of, like, you know, trying to wrestle with Mm -hmm. the reality of someone's perception yeah or someone's situation yeah so that was great and then we see fig has the total opposite agenda (laughs) she's like you're not stepping down and it's so funny because a lot of times you don't see women take that stand yeah they want the man to admit that they were wrong so they have an amazing dynamic just really practical because i mean realistically he could have avoided this whole like he could have just I mean, not saying it was the right thing or wrong thing, but if he had just ignored it and moved on, he probably wouldn't have had to deal with it so much. You know, it's he, hard he to made say. the situation, but I think he made the situation worse. He did definitely make it worse. Um, he did. I feel like he could have, I don't know, but I, I think he could have maybe walked away with it a little unscathed, mm-hmm. but I do like the direction he went in better because it made him confront his own situation like even when he was telling um the warden like what happened like he told her in a way that he hadn't been telling everyone else you know he was like oh no she really wasn't a good employee i, I had to fire her oh no it was just a little crush but when he told her he was just like yeah i got to resign yeah well no like he was like no i i acted inappropriately mm-hmm. i fired her after she rejected me like yeah. he said it more bluntly mm-hmm. and he, he it took him a while to get to that part Absolutely. so that's why um I'm glad that he went this situation as opposed to trying to do what Fig said and, oh, just ignore it. Just yeah. move on. Well, Caputo sure does know how to make a dinner awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but let's get into some news and gossip real quick. So we all miss our beloved Pusey Washington. We all hold her very close to our hearts, even though she's the best characters ever. I know. Um, even though we're sure that her legacy will live on forever, not only in theater or theatrics with the Orange is the New Black franchise, but also in real life, because there is a fund called the Pusey Washington Fund. And I'm going to read you uh, their website and their mission on crowdrise.com. And it says, Pusey Washington may have been a fictional character created for television, but her life story and devastating fate is all too real for many women in the country. The Pusey Washington Fund will support eight pre-existing nonprofits to benefit organizations focused on social issues surrounding criminal justice and policy reform, immigrants' rights, and helping those affected by mass incarceration. So I think it's amazing that they took a fake character and they created a real situation that can help so many people today. And I love the fact that they involved the immigrant Mm -hmm. um, necessities in there, too. So that's amazing. Well, that's one of the reasons why this show is so great. It's because they're telling a lot of stories that Mm -hmm. aren't often shared, that are real, that are felt by many people, and they're fictional characters. But yeah, just like the post, it's like it's very much a reality for a lot of families, of women, and um, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's amazing. So make sure if you're interested, visit thecrowdrise.com website. You'll see Pusey's lovely face there. Um, And they already have over $200,000. So that's our little music gossip bit. Let's get into some predictions real quick. Do Do you have anything that already in mind? Well, so I won't lie. Mm -hmm. I am one episode ahead. 
It's okay. going on a little bit. But I have been trying to hold myself back from finishing because I've been really wanting to binge this whole show. But mm-hmm. like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick with um, like all of our episodes so we can do and review them together, mm-hmm. um, which has been really fun, by the way, sharing with you guys. So like, <laughs> thank you for like bearing with us as we make it through this season. Um, I I feel like kind of how I um, said earlier, I really want to see Tasty, um, tasty storyline move in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of like really not over, but like it, it's you know so disheartening seeing her constantly facing like losing situations. So definitely want to see some happiness coming her way. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I feel like Piper and um, Zelda are going to get closer. I don't mm-hmm. really know what's going to happen with Alex and McCulloch. That, that's a strange relationship. A whole lot there. of nothing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, it's going to be sad seeing Red deteriorate. Because mm-hmm. you know, now we know that's coming. You know, it's going to yeah. happen. Um, and I'm curious what's going to what's gonna end up being in store for... Um, uh, oh, now I'm drawing a blank. Um, for... Describe the character. Uh, Lorna. Not Lo- uh, Lorna and uh, Red's friend. Why am I forgetting her name? Which one? Shawnee? No, her girlfriend. Whose girlfriend? Nikki's girlfriend? Nikki. Nikki's girlfriend. Yeah, Nikki. Um, I was saying Nikki. I forgot Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nikki, sorry. Mm -hmm. I I, I just kept thinking of the actress and her real name. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Nikki because I feel like everyone close to her right now is falling apart. Yeah. Uh, My prediction is Tacey is going to have a... A really good moment with this GED program. I think she's going to mm-hmm. see some major changes, and it's going to give her a lot to look forward to on top of the fact that her lawyer has some pending things in store since Suzanne's book. So I'm looking forward to see how that plays out. And I just want to see Daya and Aleda really duke it out. I want to <laughs> see how far they're going to go for this drug turf because it's gonna get ugly. I'm it's telling gonna get you. so ugly and it's gonna be so funny. I cannot wait. Alita is a character. Yeah, no, but Dai is I'm telling you, Dai is dangerous. I think she's dangerous, but she's not gonna kill her mom. I don't know. I don't put it past her. She's but gonna she's gonna do something. Mom. It's gonna be entertaining and it's gonna get crazy. That's well, all I know. Let's get crazy again next week. Yes, so for we sure. can fill you guys in again on the next episode, episode eleven. Mm-hmm. I am your host, Brianna Cheyenne. You can follow me on Instagram at IMB underscore Cheyenne, C-H-I-A-N-N-E. Hey, and you can catch me on um, Twitter and Instagram at Leslie Face. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.